Live from the President's Lodge at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Moving downstairs from the President's Lodge to the Cougar Room here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, welcome to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. We are on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. We're on KSL News Radio. We are on BYU Football Facebook page on Facebook Live. We are via the hashtag CCBYU, the Satake Show, hashtag Satake Show with you from now until 8 o'clock. I'm Greg Grubel. My color commentary colleague, Mark Lyons, is here. And please welcome the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake, everybody. BYU, three wins in a row. As we head to Boise to take on the Boise State Broncos uh, Thursday night. And uh, Coach Satake, uh, after having lost three in a row, you followed it with three straight wins. How far do you think you were away at one and three from where you wanted to be? And how did you get there so quickly if you've made that kind of progress? Um, just trying to be positive and uh, building off of the experience that we had as a team. Uh, that was a key. and uh, But uh, allowing our, our leaders and, and um, on the team to, to feel like they have uh, the ability to turn things around and, and lead. And so I, I just kind of let those guys uh, handle it themselves. You know, uh, um, our coaches just felt really comfortable with what they're doing. So it wasn't like the, the stuff was broken. Just had to keep staying the course. And um, as long as we keep doing that and we trust each other, great things can happen. And, and um, still not perfect. You know, we were able to find ways to win those games. But um like to see a complete, perfect game. And I think we can. Uh, this is a good week to do it. In regards to that, uh, it was another close game. And you liked that Michigan State game, right, uh, where it wasn't so tight at the end? Yeah, it was close for until eight <laughs> minutes left or six minutes. I okay. can't remember. Still, seemed, you were still worried. It seemed like so long ago. <laughs> well, do you think, though, some of the things that you've been uh, working on and learning from those close games were part of the thing that helped carry you over and get this victory? Yeah, I mean, I... I it's nothing that I did. It's not 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 um, any credit to, that I did as a coach. It's just trusting the guys and sticking with it. And I think there's a lot of things that you can build off of positive things, even through a loss. You know, and having our guys just be um, just sticking to it and sticking to together as a group. Um, that that's been the the most impressive part about that three game losing streak and now being able to win three games in a row. That's been the impressive part, whether we won or lost. Well, the leadership part, I, I agree with. Uh, in the coin toss at the overtime, I don't know if you watched the TV uh, show of that, but, uh, man, the, the captains were out there. They were in charge. They were positive. They had smiles on their face. And uh, after the toss was made, Taysom reached over and says, good luck to you guys. And everything was, you know, uh, let's go play some more football. And I thought that was a pretty good attitude for them to have. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that um, just allowing them to relax and have fun. I mean, they all played football because they had a great time doing it when they were young. And I've, I've said that before, you know, so trying to um, have them appreciate the game and be respectful of their opponents and be good examples to those who are watching. Um, that's, that's important to us as a program and important to me as a head coach. And having our guys do that, I just I feel like um, – when, when you're playing under control and having a great time and enjoying the moment, you, you start to relish those things. And th- that's what the, the great memories are all about. My time pl- as a player, I, don't, I, can't, I can't even tell you what our, the scores were to certain games, but I can tell you the people that I had, had the, those experiences with and the memories. 
and the um, just the, the great time that I had, even through some of the games that we lost. You know, just to be able to appreciate the game and appreciate the position that they're in, and that's why our, I think I think our guys just feel really excited about playing the game and, and the opportunity that they have to go out there and represent their families and uh, represent the school. The score Friday night here at Lavelle Bridge Stadium was 28-21 in double overtime. BYU over Mississippi State. The first time BYU played MSU, you were on the field for BYU back in the year 2000. Now, you may not remember the score of that game, but they got after BYU that night, and you kind of returned the favor a number of years later. Well, I can't even remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> no, I, I remember that game, and, and they had a really good team. And, um, well, pork Chuck Womack. Pork yeah, I remember Womack that name. And they had, a, I think, a guy named Pig was on the team. Yeah, too. they had. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, they I'll, loved I'll their pork it. on that team back back in the day. <laughs> but it, it was it was it was a fun game, and, and they were athletic then and big, and they were the same thing when when we showed they showed up last weekend, and our guys were just ready ready to play. I was really impressed with the, with the way our players uh, handled themselves, and just had a great time. And, and even though the times were tight, even when things looked like we were struggling, the the sideline, I, I was I was. I was loving the feel and the, the um, just the the way that they were carrying themselves on the sideline. They, there was no doubt that they they knew we were going to win this game. How would you compare Mississippi State to the uh, previous teams that preceded it, and maybe among the P5s? Uh, what kind of challenge did they give you? What kind of battle did they give you? And how do you kind of rate them now that you finished uh, taking them on? Well, I think we got their best shot, to be honest with you. And um, they were playing with a little bit more desperation than than normal. Um, I think that the season didn't hasn't gone the way that they wanted to. And, and remember, this team was ranked number one a couple of years ago, so they've they've seen success. And and I think that they they really felt they needed to win this game. And uh, talking to Brian Johnson, who's a good friend of mine, talking to Dan uh, Mullen before the game, but that's the sense I got from them. And and um, you know they came out ready to play, and and then they had some really good things on defense to help. Uh, limit Jamal, and uh, they did some great things on offense too. So uh, to extend drives, I, I just I just was really proud of the way our guys stuck with it and kept playing. And um, you know, I, I think they gave us our, their best shot, and then we were able to withstand it and and answer back, especially towards the end in the, in the fourth quarter and and then the both overtimes. The game ended, or the game began around eight twenty eight thirty at night Mountain Time. It ends after midnight with the overtimes, and once the game ended, the game finishing where it did in that end zone, uh, the rock emptied pretty quickly and mm-hmm. celebrated with you guys. And you're cool with that. I love it. I mean, uh, and I know that people have been critical of the fans storming the fields, but they don't understand what we're all about. If 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 you want to come and, and pitch a tent and spend the night uh, here before the game, and um, and have the sprinklers go off on you, you know, and then spend all day waiting for the game, and then stand in line for the Cougar walk and, and support us when we walk to our locker room, and then sit in your seat as I'm just talking about the rock members, sit in the seat two hours before the game actually starts, hoping Jamal throw you a ball, exactly, and then cheer your hearts out, you know, and 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 your voices gone. Um, during the whole game, and then at the end of the game in a double overtime win on the last play when uh, Fred knocked the ball down, you quietly exit the stadium. <laughs> and you tell me if that's, if, that's, if that's more impressive as a college fan. <laughs> if, you know, so, uh, so that's what, that's what the, the members of The Rock did, and I love them, and I appreciate them doing that, and that's what the, 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 that Cougar Nation's all about. And um, I just love the fact that the fans were there, and they were loud. I mean, there were moments in that stadium I couldn't even hear myself think. I couldn't even really hear, communicate, you know. So um, the noise, was we appreciate, the, and the, the players fed off of that. And 
um, you know, the passion that the fans showed. I mean, they showed us a lot of love. And so I, the only regret is I couldn't hug all 64,000 of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was it was fun. I think that the Mississippi State fans had a great time. Yeah. You mentioned how great our fans were to them and right. the, the experience that they had here. And this is these are fans that have been everywhere in the SEC. And uh, to give our fans that much credit, uh, I think Jim Morrow mentioned the same thing when he visited from UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm glad that other people are starting to see the passion and the excitement and, and the way our fans treat people is a great place to be. And that's, that's exactly why we get the type of recruits that we do is because once they get on campus and they feel the passion and love from the fans, it's hard for them to say no. I think BYU has uh, a restriction against noisemakers, but they make an allowance for the cowbells, the, the Mississippi State fans and their cowbells. Oh, really? it's, it's into their game contract where their fans have to be able to bring their cowbells into the stadium <laughs> wherever they go, and, and BYU was fine. And we heard them. We heard them ringing on, on uh, Friday. I heard them ringing, Mark. Did, yeah. yeah, I saw them uh, being waved around. It was a good <laughs> night uh, for the fans who came from afar. Even though their team lost, they appreciated the environment, and the fans who were here, of course, really enjoyed 28-21. We'll come back and we'll talk more with Kalani Satake. We're brought to you by Smith's. Getting more for your money is simpler than you might think, and you'll earn fuel points to help you save at the pump when you shop at Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Coming your way from the Cougar Room here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. We're back with more right after this. Live from the President's Lodge at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you're tuned to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Here's Greg Rubel. Hasem under center. Tight ends left and right. They motion in Jurgens from right to left. Play action. Taysom throws to a man open in the back of the end zone. Touchdown catch is made by the tight end, Hunter Marshall. Welcome back to the Cougar Room at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for BYU Football with Kalani Sitake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. We're brought to you in part by Big Island Sam's. Come experience 100% pure Hawaiian, authentic Hawaiian food at Big Island Sam's located at 133 South State Street in Linden. It is hashtag Sitake Show. Welcome back. We are on BYU Football's Facebook page on Facebook Live and on the radio via KSL News Radio. Greg Rubel, Mark Lyons, Kalani Sitake, Sai Tautu is our guest. We'll be talking with Sai in the next segment this week it's a short week it's BYU and Boise State Kalani this series is set for every year through the year 2023 right now and I like seeing this game on the schedule every year I think it's a great regional game it's a nationally ranked team this year and will be a lot of years I think what do you feel about playing Boise State every year yeah great team great program um they've had uh they've been able to do it for a while now you know and um I'm glad that we're, we get to play them every year. Um, you know, we get to go. It's my first experience on the Smurf turf, so it's going to be a lot of fun. But um, they're a great program and well coached, and, uh, and a lot of great athletes. And we mentioned we're going to play the best, and then they've done some great things as a program uh, for a very long time. Your assistant head coach Ed Lamb has coached a game up there when he was with Idaho. Of course, he's also coached on the red turf at Eastern Washington, so he's had that uh, he's had that experience already of the uh, of the alternative uh, surfaces. Uh, what if anything, does it play into uh, game prep, getting ready for that? None at all. I mean, other than it's just a different color turf. I mean, even when you play in, in, on teams that have that green turf, the, <laughs> there's never grass that green, you know. So um, it doesn't throw anybody off. And um, I think it's unique. I think it's really cool that Boise has that because when you're watching the game, you don't have to just see the, the logos. You just see the blue field and you know it's theirs. And so I think that's cool that they have that and, and that it's a, hist- it's a part of uh, college football history. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) We've been talking about guys stepping up and making some plays, and man, uh, Moroni, Laulu 
Pututau mm-hmm. was able to do that this last week. That, that sideline catch made the top ten of the ESPN uh, catches, but the touchdown catch was one of those things you're talking about. Some guys have to make a play sometime, and he was able to do that in an important play. It was a score. Yeah, and he's a great athlete. He has really great ball skills, um, and he can do that. We've seen him do that over and over again in spring ball and in fall camp and throughout practice. And so uh, uh, I'm glad that he's young and he's going to be around for a while. But um, I think if you just throw the ball up to him, he'll be he'll, he'll go grab it somehow. And just got to limit the penalties after you score. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't think he meant to slam it as yeah, hard as he did, but. Uh, have to, have to show some more control and give it to the, the ref. And the, the great part about it is when he came off the sideline, I mean, there's some coaches that weren't happy about it, but about the penalty, but the players said they had their, had his back. I mean, the, all the guys on the kickoff team said, don't worry, we'll, we'll take care of it. And um, Although we, we we know that they can do that, we just, we just don't need to give up uh, 15 yards of field position like that. And, he'll, you know, he'll score a lot more touchdowns, so... Hopefully he doesn't get any more penalties. That was his third career touchdown. Uh, a couple of guys got their first career scores, and they were both tight ends. We heard the Hunter Marshall score on the way coming at, uh, coming out of the break, and then Tanner Baldry scores at uh, the game-winning touchdown. So uh, the first touchdown of the season was scored by a fullback, which I know you liked, and then mm-hmm. we got uh, two tight ends into the end zone here for the first time this season as well. That's awesome. I mean, that's why we got those guys and put them in, in, in those type of situations. I think Hunter was really open. That was a fourth down play, and... Um, I think Ty did a great job trying to spread the ball out and, and get get opportunities for others. And if you look at what Mississippi State did, they they were able to take away some of the receivers on on some of the routes, and and um, Taysom was able to make the adjustment, and throw the ball to other guys, specifically the tight ends and, and slot receivers. And so, um, you know, when teams try to take away some part of what we're trying to do, then we need to find a way to make them pay for all of it. And I don't think we did that well enough throughout the game, um, especially at the beginning when they made a commitment to stop. Um, Jamal with his run yards and so uh, hopefully when teams try to do that we make them pay in other ways the overtime was the best football I thought you played in the football game I don't know if you uh, agree or not but uh, man it it was uh, they had a little bit of an advantage with that uh, pass interference in the end zone but Mm. it still wasn't easy for them to get it in there for the score and when you guys took over it was Jamal Jamal Baldery Taysom. <laughs> yeah, and Baldrys came off of a fumble. fumble yeah. yeah, so I was really calm during that fumble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just things just happened the, the, the right way. I think that um, trying to take advantage of them loading the box up and take to take Jamal out of the way, and sometimes you just have to power. Even if they want to take it away, you just have to go through them, and that's what that overtime was giving him the ball. We just want to go through them, and then. When the overtime went to double overtime, I think that they kind of knew we were yeah. gonna, we were committed to go yeah. to Jamal, and then we tricked them with a with a boot that went for a touchdown. Yeah. You saw how committed they were; they just basically flew to the to the stretch play that we we're trying to give give the ball to Jamal. And, and they overcommitted to it, and so it worked out. Tanner, know, so. Tanner did a nice job to get into the end zone, by the way. It wasn't like a straight line with nothing there. He had to get around some people and did yep. a nice job getting in. All right, uh, Cy Tautu is tonight's uh, player guest. We're going to introduce Cy to you all after this break. We're brought to you in part by Bam Bam's Barbecue, authentic Central Texas right here in Utah County. Bam Bam's does barbecue the right way, low and slow. And it was 3 in the morning on Friday night, Saturday morning, and there we were at Bam Bam's eating swachos. Swachos, man, alive. I know, and I didn't think I could handle it, and they were great. Yeah, Bam Bam 
Rams, located at 1708 South Street, uh, South State Street in Orem. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake on the new Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network and BYU Football Facebook Live. Back after this. You're tuned to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Bounces off a tackler, stays on his feet, he's going to go! Touchdown! Now let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Fake left, pump and down the seam. Intercepted by Micah Hanneman, makes the diving catch at the 31-yard line. Quickly up with the ball, the Cougars have a turnover. A takeaway by Micah Hanneman, a leaping pick, and the Cougars now first and ten. Welcome back to the Cougar Room at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for BYU Football with Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network and on BYU Football Facebook Live. The play we had was a, a former Lone Peak Knight making a play. And welcome to the program, a former Lone Peak Knight. Sai Tautu is with us, everybody. Sai Tautu. Hey, and I, I look at my spotting board, and it says Saitao to 6'4", 245, senior. I'm like, oh, he can't be a senior. Yeah, <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't sound right to me. How does it feel right? Does it, how does it feel to you to be a senior already? You know, it's weird. It's weird to be one of the older guys walking around the locker room. But, you know, it's nice to have Coach Kalani here and the new staff. It's, it's good to go out with this, this, these people here. And it's been a lot of fun, though. How about some commentary on the Micah Hanneman pick that he made that we came at back in from the play-by-play? He's uh, he's quite a player, and the picks he's made here at BYU have showcased the athleticism that the Hanneman family is kind of known for, right? Like you said, they are athletes. I don't know if you know his brothers, but Kyle and Jacob are the same way, so it doesn't surprise me when he makes those plays. He's just a, he's a freak athlete, but, you know, he got up pretty high, and... Yeah. Had a great angle. I, I was proud of him. Came down and held on to it, you know, because he landed right on his shoulder, it looked like. But, uh, yeah, it was a great play. Hey, Cy, uh, you've played last year, you know, Nebraska and Michigan, uh, some great schools. And this year, man, it's just been terrific to go out to Redskins Stadium and play West Virginia. Tell me what it's like. How do you like playing all of those big, well-respected schools? It's awesome. It's a, it's a dream come true. I mean, when I grew up, I always wanted to play college football and – you know, the, the dream wasn't to go play somewhere small, you know. It's a blessing to be independent because, I mean, we go all over the place. Like you said, in Michigan, we've played in the big house. Yeah. Um, my family's been able to follow me to all these places and create a bunch of memories. So it's it's been a dream to come true for not just me, but my parents and my wife. And it's been a fun time. Awesome. Defensive lineman Cy Tautu is our guest. I used to say linebacker Cy Tautu. And you're kind of a hybrid right now. But do you have you in your mind made a, a switch from linebacker to DN mentality? Uh, I, I've I've tried my hardest to. <laughs> um, no, I, with this, I pass rush a lot more than I used to, so I, that's a lot of fun for me. And um, we have a bunch of coaches that are really good at teaching it, and so I've I've loved being able to work that technique and you know become more of a rusher than I have been in the past. But that's the biggest change. Before I get Coach Satake's comments on size play, this season's numbers include uh, seven tackles for loss, four and a half sacks, and uh, two pass breakups. Uh, Coach Satake, as a defensive end in your system, how well does he fit what you want to do? Well, he fits perfectly, and and our our, our defensive ends that I've coached in the past are very similar to size. I think he's got a lot more natural ability that just comes easy for him as far as pass rushing, but a lot of people don't realize how tough he is uh, in the run game. And so he, he's a he's a good sized body as you can tell, and he's got a lot of athleticism and speed. The only bad thing I can say is I wish I had him for another yeah. year. That's what I'm saying. He's already a senior. <laughs> well, and he's and he's a special young, uh, young man. I mean, I just 
I, I'm, I've been so um, amazed at how wonderful these guys are and the leadership that they have. They're all different. And Sai's not really uh, much of a talker, you know, but um, you can tell that his presence felt in the locker room and on the field that they, the players all respect him. And so when he does speak, it speaks volumes because they just listen, you know. And so, um, and then that you watch the way he plays and the, the example that he sets for everybody. He's always out in front, and um, he's always, you know, he's going to get his best, um, no matter uh, what the play is, and whatever the, whatever the template. He's always going to go 100. percent And it's been an honor for us to coach him. And so I just I, I've watched him as he works through his pass rush moves and all that stuff. It's just natural for him, and, and he just fits perfectly what we're trying to do. That's why he and Harvey are the starters at the end, and um, that's why whenever we need him, we make a big play, we can always count on him to be that guy, and he leads the team in sacks and disruptive plays. And I think that uh, he's still got a lot more big plays to make. And, you know, you, you look at what he did in half a game against Michigan State, um, right when he gets in there, he made three plays in a row or something like that, and yeah. um, that he just he's just got. I, I tried to recruit him in high school. You remember that, right? <laughs> hey, he almost uh, he almost when you were me to wear red. I did, and when he said, "Hey, I just have a great feeling about BYU," and I said, "Got you," <laughs> and I'm glad I lost him. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but it, he he's a he, he's wonderful, and, and he and his wife, and, and um, you watch the way he 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 handles himself. I'm I'm really impressed with him as a person, and uh, he's a guy that should be around football for a long time mm. but I think he's too smart for that he'll make a lot lot more money but he, I think that his, I mean he's young when it comes to football days he's got a lot more football to play and and I think that this year he'll show it especially these last five games and going into the bowl game first of all Cy you want to say thanks yeah I was going to say thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> so in the second half you shut those guys out you know now it wasn't all three and outs but tell me what's your attitude about the bend don't break with this defense I we have some great players. I look at everybody on our defense when I'm out there, and that's a bunch of guys I can depend on. So I mean, we might bend, but somebody's gonna step up and make a big play at some point. And we talked about Micah's interception; that was huge. Francis is always making big plays. Fred's always making big plays. He made the last one for the win, you know. So I mean, the the teams may get yards, they may get first downs, but at some point, some somebody on our defense is gonna stand up and do something special. So. It's a lot of fun. The half you sat against Michigan State, I think you told us you were up in the booth for that yeah. first half, and you told us that day, but that's kind of a surreal experience, isn't it, to know that your boys are down there yeah. and, you, and you're up watching them from wherever you were? Yeah. <laughs> if our coaches weren't so hostile up there towards our players, I mean, I would have gotten all teared up out there while my boys were playing, but I was trying to defend my friends while I was sitting in the box. <laughs> He's trying his hardest. Leave him alone. <laughs> That had to be one of the highlights too. Was uh, was uh, uh, winning in a Big Ten venue, sending those fans home, and 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 winning uh, comfortably. One of the few times it's happened this year where you can kind of chill out a little bit in the last couple minutes. Even though it wasn't really chill, it was still a dominant win by BYU. We'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, talk some more with Sai Tau too as we continue. We're live at the Cougar Room here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and this is BYU football with Kalani Sitake on the New Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. It's time for a touchdown! Once again, here's Greg Rubel. Shotgun snap to Hill. Blocker picks up a non-rushing defender, and the down and in is caught for the touchdown by Maronila Ulupututau. Flags fly late after the score. What a ball from Hill, and what a grab for the score. 
Welcome back to the Cougar Room here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for BYU football with Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network and BYU Football Facebook Live. We're brought to you by the Ken Garp Nissan Honda and Volkswagen dealerships on University Parkway where they love the sounds of Cougar wins and the voices of satisfied customers. Our player guest tonight is BYU defensive end Cy Tautu. Cy, how big is your family? Uh, you must be one of the older. I, my, my daughter goes to school with your little sister, Sina. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> my daughter. Said, I told her Cy was on the show tonight. And she goes, oh, yeah, I, I go to school with, her, with his sister. I said, wow, Cy, Cy's got a little sister that little, and I guess you do. So how, how big is your family? So I have uh, two brothers and two sisters. I'm the oldest. Uh, one brother on a mission right now in New Zealand. Um, I got a sister doing nursing school here at UVU, and then brother in high school and my little sister that's in your daughter's class. And little Cena there at, uh, at Deerfield. <laughs> what do you know? Um, so your brother, tell me about him. He's Which on a mission one? right now? Yeah. And uh, athletic background, the whole thing? Yeah, so he played football. He's a, he's a DB. I'm going to bring him up to Kalani in a little bit here. So <laughs> I'll make him at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, when he gets home, uh, we'll see if he's still into football. And if he is, he's a great player. So we'll have to get him over here. Do you have uh, post-college aspirations to play football? Yeah, that's the dream. Play till I can't anymore, right? And uh, if, if there's if there are scouts coming around as they do, uh, Coach Satake, what uh, what what would in, what would intrigue um, uh, a scout when it comes to Sai? Well, he he's already. I mean, he's getting attention from scouts, but he's he's already shown that he can play outside linebacker and play some inside. And so him uh, he being able to pass rush and, and, and hold the edge, I think for the next level he'd be in a, a weak side backer in a four three or a outside backer in a three four. And so that's he's got tons of film and, and, and going against great opponents and so um, they don't have to question when when he's going against Michigan State and and against all these great teams that have established old linemen um, he's able to hold his ground and he shows a lot of strength and he's got a lot of speed so uh, he'll definitely have have a shot and and um, you know we're going to try to get him ready and hopefully get puts out more film in the next next game. Kalani just how much of that is you is what you consider to be part of your job Um, your job is to win games for BYU Mm -hmm. but I, I think the next level if that's what they want to go I think you've been a guy that historically says I want to put guys there if that's where they want to be and we can help them get there yeah definitely and a lot of it has to do with development and um, in the weight room and so um, we've, we've made a commitment to do that and with uh, coach Tofisi as our strength coach he understands what it, what it takes to get our guys at the next level to, to, so we can get guys bigger and stronger and um, then we have to develop them young and that I, I just mentioned so I want to have him back again because I just think that he's got so much more ability and I, I, want to, I want to have more time with him, you know. So uh, I think a lot of people see that and a lot of scouts see that he's got a lot of raw uh, talent and a lot of ability and natural instincts to the game. And hopefully with some of the stuff that we're teaching, he can get there. But with the players, we want to focus on them and getting there. My goal, my goal as a job, uh, sorry, my job as a coach is to, is to help them achieve their, their, their goals and their dreams and, and also um, to have a backup plan. And a lot of these guys want to play in the next level and we got to prepare them, put them in positions that, that they can get there. And then with some of them that, that can't, we have to be honest with them, you know. But football will end for everyone. That's, a, that's inevitably going to happen. And so we have to have a plan afterwards. And size of a bright young man, great, great uh, intelligence. So he's going to be fine as far as when it comes to work. But the things that he's going through right now as a leader, that's going to pay off for, for him as, a, as you know, when, he, when he's 
I was looking for a place to work and, and I think that there's guys out there that want a strong young man that knows how to pass rush but also is great with business and understanding people like how to can get it done so he can be a coach too but like I said he's too smart for that <laughs> So, Cy, uh, you've had the experience of playing this Boise State uh, team a couple times, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it's a challenge, but uh, how would you feel to be the first team at BYU to beat them up there in Boise? Oh, I'd love to beat them in Boise. Last time I was in Boise, I, uh, we didn't we didn't do so hot, so I'm looking forward to, to a second chance up there. So you've it, had that experience playing on the, the field. Have you talked to the younger players? It's a challenge. Yeah, I mean, I've... I've let the guys that haven't played them know that this is a well-coached team and they're a high-effort team, so they're going to come play their hardest. And uh, we just got to be prepared and prepared for the environment. It's a loud stadium, and they really want to beat us, so we got to go over there and take care of business. What are your goals for the rest of this season as a group, Cy, at this point? As a, as a defense, I think we're just looking for improvement every single week. So... Um, as a D-line more specifically, our biggest goal is just to master our technique. And that's something I think we can work day in and day out and come every single game better and stronger and and more dominant because of that. And so with, you know, injuries that we've suffered and guys going down, it's important for not only our starters but our younger guys to, to master those techniques as well. So I think it's more personal goals that everybody has that will kind of make our group goals work out. I know you love all your guys on the D-line. Who's the biggest beast on that line? The biggest beast? Uh, I got to go with either Travis Tuolum or Harvey Long. They're both just giant, freaky people, man. They're <laughs> great football players. So giant, freaky people. That, that's a pretty good description of guys you want, I guess, in that front four now. Yeah, I'll take more of them. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, they, they worked hard, and, and Coach Kafusi and Coach Tuyaki done a great job with them. So that, that, and there's great leadership. I'm glad that, that um, Sai is one of the leaders. He and Harvey have taken the leadership role in this D-line. It's going to pay off for these young guys. You see guys like Trajan Peely emerge, and and Corbin doing well, and a lot of that is because um, Cy is such an unselfish person trying to help others come along the way, and and that's the, the, the footprint, the mark that he's going to leave here. That's going to be his his, uh, his you know his contribution to what we do in the future, and so he I think he has a lot of pride in that, and um, we still have a, a long, long season left, but mm-hmm. I'm just really proud of the stuff that he's done because I think it's going to pay off huge dividends for our players. All right, Cy, it was good having you here tonight. Yeah. Hey, appreciate being here. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Defensive end, Cy Tautu with us, everybody, on BYU Football's Kalani Zatake. We're back with your questions for the coach after this. Live from the President's Lodge at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you're tuned to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Here's Greg Rubel. Brown and Williams behind Hill. Wides to either side. They shuffle step Brown. They sneak with Hill, and he's in the end zone for the touchdown. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Satake here on the new Skin Cougar IMG Sports Network and BYU Football Facebook Live. Looking for some fun in your life? Book Kona Ice for your next event. The coolest shave ice truck around. Visit them online, kona-ice.com. Last couple of segments of the show, we get uh, questions for the coach. It's Q&A time. We'll get to our live audience member questions as soon as we uh, go to a question from that came in online today uh, from Alan Reese. And uh, this relates to the Big, Ta- Big 12's news yesterday that they're going to stay at 10 members 
not expand. The question from Alan Reese, Coach, is how does the news from yesterday impact your recruiting efforts? And along those lines, what were the feelings amongst players or the team today about that? No problem. I mean, we're so focused on, on the season anyways, and I think that was more for other people. Uh, the, the feel I get from the players is that it was just another work day. Uh, they're really focused on Boise State, and I mean, it's going to be tough to go up there and win, but uh, that's what these guys were focused on at, at practice. And uh, um, so, that, yeah, there's, there's been not, not, nothing, no change in our players' preparation, but I can't say for, for the fans and everybody else, but recruiting-wise, we're going to recruit who we recruit. And um, regardless of what the conference affiliation is going to be, we're going to uh, target great young men that want to be part of this program and we'll win with them. And, and there are a lot of uh, positives to independence that you'll continue to emphasize. Cy talked about them when he was with us here, too. Um, BYU's finding a way to flourish in this era of oh, yeah. independence. Yeah, and, and, and the, the fact that we get to play such great teams and, and quality teams, and in different spots, I mean, we play LSU and Houston Texans Stadium next year, and so that stuff is we can all we can all build off of it. And Tom Homo's done a great job at getting the schedule set. And so, uh, regardless of what the situation is, we consider ourselves a Power Five program, and we're, and we're going to look for uh, opportunities of playing a Power Five schedule like we have this year, and we're going to flourish in it. We'll be fine. Let's go to uh, Luke, intern Luke. Luke Beeston has the uh, wireless microphone and has got uh, some fans with questions for the coach. Luke. All right. Our first question comes from Mindy Gray. She's from Oklahoma. All right, coach. Um, I have a problem managing my stress during the games. Like, <laughs> I probably should seek help for it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a problem right now, me being pregnant. Yeah. What do you do to manage your stress throughout a game and throughout the course of the season? And how does your wife handle the games? Like, does she get stressed out? Yeah, she's stressed out, but um, I yell at refs to get out my anger and my stress. Yeah. <laughs> yell at referees. <laughs> no, I, I mean. No, I, I, I don't know. I just I, I think I'm having so much fun that it, it's actually after the game's done. I'm like, oh my goodness, that that would be hard to deal with. And I think it's 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 a lot easier when you're involved in in the game planning and you you know what plays are com- coming up and on and you know what the, what's being called on offense, defense, and special teams. You know if that we're running a fake or if we're running a sweet play with with Jamal. And so it, it's not as hard on me, but. Uh, my wife has mentioned that she's getting gray hairs for the first time, and so I apologize. But uh, I think I think uh, I think you know these games will pay off. Uh, huge, it'll be huge for us in, in our growth and what we're trying to do in this schedule. And I think it's shown already that the close games that we've had, and you see what it's done to the players as far as uh, their their confidence and the belief that they can compete. And um, that's already been ingrained in, in them as people. But um, it's nice to just know that you can count on it and, and they can compete and they, they plan to win. Some get gray hairs and some get no hair as you get older. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I thought you shaved just on purpose. <laughs> yeah, just keep it tight. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go for the ice cream. That's all you can do. You know, <laughs> what else can you do? Luke, go for the ice Luke, who do we have next? We have here Rebecca Johnson from Nephi. Aloha, coach. Aloha. Um, how has the Polynesian culture shaped how you coach and, and your personal life? Well, it helps. I'm Polynesian, right? So, the, um, <laughs> no, I, I, I've always been really proud of where I come from, and um, but I think that uh, if you look at the culture and Polynesian uh, culture, it's really about family, and so. I mean, we have cousins all over the place, you know, and people claim that that's my cousin, and 
the rock is my cousin and the jets were my cousins and stuff so anybody that's popular that's uh that's polynesian we claim as cousins and that that's more than i know it's a joke but it's actually just like you you feel comfortable with people and and um i think that's what the byu family is all about anyways and so it has nothing really to do with the with the polynesian culture other than that's what the culture of the of our lds faith it's all about family the byu family the cougar nation is all about closeness and family and so uh, we feel the love and, and the support from all the fans and um and prayers and, and thoughts with our players we could feel all that and so uh there it's record we recognize family and that's why i think a lot of people that value family and closeness and being part of a team um they they really attach themselves to byu and so it's not really anything i'm doing it's just what's already been here we're just kind of letting people uh, be aware of that that this has already already been here for for um, a long long time relative to recruiting kalani uh do you already sense that um anything uh culturally is shifting relative to uh uh, uh you know polynesian players or where they were thinking or where they are thinking about going now have you seen any kind of shifts that way at all well i mean i i, I don't when we're looking for recruits we're not looking for any certain type of player you know so um, race and ethnicity doesn't come into play. It's more what type of person this young man is as, as, a, as, a, as a person more than anything. And um, when we bring them on recruiting trips and things like that, it's our players that tell me whether or not they're a good fit. And so um, although they're recruiting us and they're, they're looking at what our school's all about, um, we're doing the same thing with them. And so we're trying to just find the, the good quality people that have character that can run and, and have a lot of growth. And a lot of that stuff is hard to, to gauge, but when you've been doing this for a long time, you can tell if a person has a lot of potential, uh, not just on the football field or as a player and growth as a player and as an athlete, but you can tell they have that um, as a person. You know what I mean? So that's what we're looking forward to, guys that have character that want to work hard and, and want to be about something other than themselves. And the fact that we have a lot of return missionaries, the guys that are unselfish, that are willing to go out and serve the Lord first, uh, that they, they make great teammates when it comes to playing football. And so we're going to keep building that and recruiting LDS athletes. But there's a lot of guys that value what we do here as a program and a lot of recruits that are committed to those standards. So I'm not – I'm proud of my Polynesian heritage, but I just – I think that I, I – I label myself as a coach um, that happens to be Polynesian rather than a Polynesian coach, if that makes any sense. Okay, right before the break, we'll squeeze one last question in here. Yeah, this question comes from Jeff Anderson from South Jordan. Hi, Coach. Has there been a specific moment during the first half of the season that you've that you felt you've learned the most about your team? Um, in every game, you know what I mean? It, it's been um, – I've just been really impressed with uh, – I've said it before with the leadership and the closeness that this team has, and it, it's uh, I really appreciate everything that's gone into their growth and um, you know Bronco Mendenhall and the things that he did here. I think we were able to build off a lot of the stuff that he did that that he and Coach Croton and especially Lavelle Edwards had already established here. You know that's that's what I'm trying to do here is just. Um, not try to be them, but just be really appreciative of what they've done and then build off of what I know. And, and, and uh, what I think it's got to be based around the players first. And, um, you know, they got to feel like this is their team. And, then, and I felt like in every game, win or lose, um, we've had guys that, that have taken ownership of it. And it's been really impressive. I think it's going to pay off. It's going to be a huge payoff for us in the, in the future, and it's already done that so far in these uh, last three games. And I'm looking forward to it paying off on Thursday. All right. Thanks, Coach. We'll take a break. We'll come back. The final segment of questions for Coach on BYU football with Kalani Sitake here on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. 
You're tuned to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. He's made the catch at the 30. It's going to go. Touchdown, Cougars. Now let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Under center snap. Goes bootleg. Complete to the tight end. 20, 15, 10. Into the end zone. Tanner Baldery. Touchdown on the first play of the second overtime. Welcome back to the Cougar Room here at Lavelle Bridge Stadium for BYU football with Kalani Satake. That was BYU over Mississippi State, BYU and Boise State this Thursday. It'll be a 6.15 radio pregame, 8.15 kick up there on the blue turf. We've got a final question. I think we can squeeze it in, uh, Luke, for Coach Kalani Satake here in our Q&A segment. All right, we have Sean Porter straight out of Provo. Hey, Coach, I was wondering roughly how many hours do you watch film or prep for a game? Well, a lot. I mean, I don't know how to, I don't count it, but, you know, it's important for us uh, as a coaching staff for our our coaches to go home and uh, have dinner with their families and put the kids to sleep. And so a lot of our coaches work past uh, the bedtime hours and and, um, and a lot of them get up really early to put in their work. And so there's this technology that's called um, cell phones and iPads and laptops that we can do a lot of our work at home and we can communicate even in the evenings with with, uh, with our coordinator and our coaches and so we're taking advantage of all that but it's important for me for those guys to have a presence in their home you know and and for their kids to see them because I think that if they're happy at home and then and definitely if their wife is happy then uh, they'll be happier coaches and and, uh, when we're trying to ask our coaches to be positive and to um, try to be you know give good positive criticism you have to be in a good mood and usually if your your home life is going well then you're going to do well in 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 your in the business life and it's worked out so far thanks for the question folks we got a break we'll come back a closing word from coach kalani satake is next byu football with kalani satake on the new skin cougar img sports network Perfecting the quick wrap-up, we've got BYU at Boise State Thursday. Short week for Kalani and the guys. Uh, Coach, uh, a key to the game against the Broncos? Uh, being disciplined, doing our job. And I think that we got away from that early in, in the uh, last week. And then um, I think if everyone does their part, does their 111th on the field, regardless of the side, uh, offense, defense, and special teams will have a good chance of winning. Broncos have never lost a Thursday home game. They last lost the non-conference home game 15 years ago. Some streaks to snap on Thursday. Folks, thanks for being here for BYU Football. Football with Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network and BYU Football Facebook Live. So long. You've been listening to BYU Football with Kalani Satake, presented by Ken Garf Nissan, Honda, and Volkswagen dealerships on University Parkway. Tonight's show has also been brought to you by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Tune in each week for the latest on BYU Football with Coach Kalani Satake on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network.